All right, guys, you want to sell landlords and letting you run an Airbnb business? I'm about to give you six solid sales techniques that I use not only in my Airbnb business, but I use these to save newspapers from going out of business because believe it or not, I run a sales consultancy. So I'm going to help you sell people so that way you can grow your Airbnb business and make millions like me. Let's jump in. Before we get into technique number one, I'm going to lay some ground rules for sales. You can learn all the techniques in the world, but if you don't understand the core of selling, it's going to cost you. And like ground rule number one is never disagree with the person you're trying to sell. So if they're going to argue points with you, you're going to nod along, you're going to agree, you're going to listen, you're going to empathize with them, and you're going to then try to find a way to bridge the gap. Never get combative with your customer. That's a big one. And um, another one is make sure that you listen more than you talk. They say that people have two ears and one mouth for a reason. You're going to get information from your client or your potential buyer, and that's going to be how you can start to structure things in a way that they're going to understand. You have to listen first. Uh, use good body language, practice good eye contact, smile and nod when they're talking to you. Uh, convey all of the emotions and all the qualities that you want them to possess when you're trying to sell them on your idea. Okay, so with that said, let's get into technique number one. Technique number one is called the yes ladder. Um, this basically stems from psychology, which is the more that people say yes, the more likely they're going to say yes to future things. Um, it can seem a little rudimentary, but it's pretty powerful. Door-to-door um, -door encyclopedia salesmen used to use this. Use this. They would knock on your door and they, you'd answer and say, hi, uh, do you live here? And then you'd say yes. And be like, oh, great, this pretty place. Is this your yard? Is this your yard? And you'd be like, yeah, of course, it's my yard. Um, and they'll just ask you yes questions for the sake of getting you to say yes. So that way, by the time they're in the presentation, you're saying yes and you're nodding along. So you can do the same thing with a landlord. When you're in the process of negotiating with a landlord and you want them to say yes to future terms, cover the things that they're going to say yes to right away. And you can say, well, would you prefer your next tenant to sign a year or longer lease? Yeah. Okay, cool. And would you like them to get their own utilities? Uh, yes. You know, things like that. And that way you're just getting him to say yes or her to say yes, get them used to saying yes. So that way, by the time you get into things like I want to put your property on Airbnb, um, they'll hopefully say yes, right? Yes. Ladder, um, small words, big differences. Technique number two, the porcupine close. This one's really fun. Um, if somebody gives you an objection, you can rephrase it in order to restructure that objection and get them to give you things that they are cool with. So let's just use the very obvious one that you are all worried about, which is, I don't want you listing my property on Airbnb. And then you'll say, well, okay, what, what marketing channels are you comfortable with me listing your property on? See, the, the porcupine closes, I don't want that. Okay, what do you want? Right. So, and the key here is to get him to realize that he's cool with some marketing platforms, if he's cool or she's cool with it at all, and then try to use logic and analogy to get him more comfortable with Airbnb later. If he's fine with you putting something on Craigslist, Craigslist is sketchy and it should be easy for you to walk somebody from talking about Craigslist properties to putting it on Airbnb. And you can talk about the benefits of Airbnb versus Craigslist um, later on in the conversation. And again, the ground rules. Do not argue with him. If he says, I don't want you to put it on Airbnb, you don't get combative and argue. Use the porcupine clothes and say, well, what you know, marketing channels are you um, comfortable with us putting it on? 
and then just put that in your pocket for later and try to build a positive conversation again and then compare the features and benefits of Airbnb versus whatever ones he was comfortable with. And if he doesn't understand what channels there are, this is an opportunity for you to talk to him about all the marketing channels that there are. You'd introduce Craigslist. And that brings me to number three. Technique number three is the straw man argument. So you're going to put something up in order for you to be able to knock it down with that person. So Craigslist, for example, like we just said, is a terrible platform to try to find tenants on. I think that just the bottom of the barrel, I've actually, I've used Craigslist before, so not only the bottom of the barrel, but you expose yourself to the bottom of the market. So by him normally being used to something like Craigslist, because it's been more normalized, it's more um, you know, mainstream, you can put that up, get him to say you know, he's comfortable with Craigslist, and then now you can basically make the argument that Airbnb is better than Craigslist and knock down you know, Craigslist with him and he'll feel more empowered to choose Airbnb because you helped him you know, decide he didn't like something else, right? Straw man argument there. That one's fun. Four, technique number four, feel felt found. This is another way to overcome the I don't like Airbnb argument. And this has been one that I've used in impulse sales a lot. I know how you feel. I actually know other people just like you who have felt the same way. But once they found out this key detail, they were on board and they changed their mind. So let's phrase this for Airbnb short-term rental operators. Uh, so yeah, you, you, don't, you don't want us advertising this online. I get it. You, you don't want other people living in your property where you know I'm paying rent, you just want somebody paying rent. You're not used to corporate housing or something. So let's use that. Like, okay, so you don't want a, co a company signing a lease for your property. I know, I know how you feel. I know other landlords who've, who've, who've actually kind of have, have felt like you for years where they buy a home, they just want somebody to live there and they think that's the best way. Uh, but once they found out a few things, I mean, like for example, um, the property has to be kept in for sale condition. Once they found out that a company like mine basically keeps this place looking as picturesque as possible, um, or that, you know, essentially differently than a, a regular tenant where a tenant can just like live in it and not, you know, not keep the place looking good. But they also, another thing that, that was a factor for them is that tenants don't make repairs. Once they found out that companies like us, we just like tenaciously keep this place in perfect operating condition. There's not going to be a cabinet with a loose screw because it affects our relationship with our guests. Once they found out that companies like ours actually keep the property in better condition than a regular tenant, as opposed to popular belief, um, they were, they were much more excited about having somebody like us care for their property during their lease. So take this and start to hone it in because you're going to have to adapt this feel felt found for any landlord you talk to or any sale you do because it's not going to be a script. Feel felt found is the framework in order that you empathize and you re-deliver information. But you can't say like verbatim, I know how you feel, Mr. Landlord, about not wanting a corporate housing company. But when other landlords found out that corporate housing was a better model, they found that they felt like they would like it better. They, you can't to make a verbatim for feel felt found. You have to know the framework and then and move forward with that. So keep that one. That one's been great for impulse sales and you're you're introducing testimonials there, which is which is a good opportunity to talk about other if you have other properties, you can talk about other hosts specifically who have felt the same way but found out that you're awesome. Make sense? Technique number five, this one's proprietary. I've actually, I developed this technique myself and I teach it to my sales staff to this day. We call it turning the corner. Um, turning the corner is an emotional sales leveraging technique. So when somebody gives you an objection, I want you to feel their objection. Like they were absolutely right. Almost like in the gut, like, oh, wow, yeah. I, I, I can, I, I, I get it. That's, that's terrible. That's terrible that you had a bad tenant before, or that that's, you know, terrible that your neighbor has had Airbnb parties or, you know, whatever you want to feel that objection with as much 
force as they feel. You want to basically grab them by the hand and walk through their objection with them through the darkness of it. And you want to, in the middle of responding to their objection with how right they are about their objection, you're going to turn the corner like a light bulb comes on. Like, oh my goodness, I've got an idea. And so you're going to turn the corner with them, right? So you're walking them emotionally along their path. And when you introduce your solution, you it's almost like this emotional aha moment. That is turning the corner. And it can work with any objection that you overcome. So um, like, for example, we don't want you having guests any shorter than 90 days or any shorter than 30 days. We just don't like the risk. Like you, I, I, and you, so you start to talk about it. You ask them questions like, I get that. So you're, you're, you're worried about, uh, are you worried about like maintenance? Are you worried about them? Like, you know, wearing the property to like, like doing damage. Are you worried about parties and like get into detail about the discovery of what it is that they don't like about 30 days or less agreeing with them and discovering them. And you're like, you're basically like, you know, Sherlock's Sherlock Holmesing. Um, what's that other guy that, um, uh, uh, Dick Tracy, that's it. You're going to pull a Dick Tracy and you're going to like investigate their objection and get in there and they're going to talk to you about how they don't like certain aspects of the tenancy, for example. And as they give you their facts, you're going to like believe them and you're going to go, wow, that's, you know, that's valid. I, I feel you, you know? And then as you walk through this, like, yes, and yes, and yes, and your objection, be like, oh, I totally get it. And then you go, you know, oh, I've got an idea. Okay. So you don't want tenants less than 30 days and it's because of this, this, or this. Yeah. Which I totally get. I, how about this? This is a perfect solution to your problem. That perfect solution to the problem is that every tenant has to like give their driver's license uh, on arrival and put it on file, or they have to do a soft background check for criminal record, things like this. And I've negotiated background checks for buildings in order to be able to be an Airbnb host. So this allows you to meet somebody in the middle where they were actually, they're actually going to respect your meeting them in the middle because they feel like you truly understand their objection which is which is absolutely powerful. Meet them in the middle by walking all the way to them and then walking them back into the middle by living out their objection and then turning the corner. Make sense? Technique number six, the choice close. This one's super simple. We always do it. Uh, would you like paper or plastic, right? So now what you're going to do is you're going to give them a choice close uh, let's say you're trying to negotiate terms like they want a big security deposit and you don't want to put a big security deposit and you're trying to negotiate where you get like a good concession, um, stuff like that. Like they want first month, last month and security deposit, right? So instead be, uh, you can, you can state that you don't want any security deposit at all. And that's an absolutely ostentatious request where you know that they're not going to agree to it. So now you give them a choice, close and meeting in the middle. Be like, would you like us to pay you first month and last month with like a, $500 security deposit uh, because we have so many of these properties. We don't want to like just throw money and let's lock all of our money up in security deposits. Or would you like us to pay you first month and then the security deposit that you're asking for without paying the last month's rent? You give them two options that are both in favor of whatever it is that you're looking for, where now instead of them saying yes or no, they're just going to pick one or the other. This helps you along the, along the way to negotiating terms that are better for you. Um, and this could be where you're trying to get permission to do something too. It doesn't actually have to be a line item as far as a, a budget goes, but you could get them to agree to the way that you operate your building. So if you, if they're like not on board with like the whole short term tenancy, like two night, three night stay or less, you can say, well, would it be better for us if we put in security cameras or would you like us to put in a noise detection software? or noise detection hardware to, to be able to constantly listen for when people are too loud. Which one do you think would be better for you if we were going to take this lease from you? Choice close. Do you want security cameras or do you want noise detection? 
or both, right? Both, that's cool. We'll do both. Fine, here, sign here, right? So great way. Choice clothes is a great way to take no out of the equation. All right, so that was it, guys. Six solid techniques that we use in sales, uh, in my sales consultancy, saving newspapers from going out of business. And if these techniques work to save newspapers from dying, they definitely work for negotiating real estate deals. Like I said before, I, I use these all the time myself. So hope you, you can practice these, drill these, understand that these aren't scripts. These are techniques. You have to put a script inside of these techniques and you have to adapt them for each customer because you don't just get to overcome objections with some sort of word for word thing. You have to respond to each person's unique objection because they matter too, all right? Sales is a mutual thing, not, an, not some aggressive divide and conquer Roman thing, all right? So thank you for watching Airbnb Automated. I hope you become better salespeople and get more properties. I will see you on the other side. <music>